Great. Hi, Jan. Should we do a duet? Yeah, I think we should do a duet. Islands in the stream. <laughs> that is what you are. Come on, right? Yeah. Oh, I think she uh, has to, he left has me a, hanging. He to, yeah. No one no. in between. No, nope, I don't know that song. I will be honest. <laughs> I know of it. I don't know the words, oh, though. Oh, Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers, written yes. by those fabulous Australian brothers. Yes. Otherwise known as the Bee Gees. Yes, because, right. uh, well, yeah, I'm uh, really good at reading lyrics, and I'm not good at remembering them. Fair enough. <laughs> Sa Sam, are we streaming? We're live. We are live. All right. And we are live on All Noster, right? Toonster.io. Toonster.io, It is 4 o'clock here in Phoenix, Arizona. And welcome to... Culture shock for all of you beautiful nostriches around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about a big round of applause for Sam Means and everybody here in Phoenix for this yeah. awesome event. This awesome event. Um, my name is Jim Costello. I'm with uh, Phantom Power out of uh, Nashville and I... and. Uh, I'm honored to be asked to speak with the lovely and talented Sarah Jade. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. She's going to... Sarah's going to uh, do a live performance uh, after she and I get done with a seven-hour conversation. Mm -hmm. So we hope you guys are have all your sats stacked up and ready to go. <laughs> it's not going to be seven hours. Maybe, maybe five. Maybe five, uh, yeah. Hi, nice Hi. to see you yes. in person. Yes, meet an actual in the flesh, which is the best part. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know who she is, shame on you, because that means you are not paying attention to Wave Lake. Um, why don't you tell the beautiful audience around the world who you are and what you do? I am Sarah Jade. I call myself the guitar-wielding singer-songwriter. And uh, I have been on Wave Lake since uh, about last summer is when I got on there. And I am a pop rock and Americana artist is the best way to describe it. Raised on 90s rock and then my voice is just a, a nod at country. I always, I always uh, laugh, I always call Americana country without an accent. That's so, a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. because... I can't fake an, a southern accent, but it definitely still comes out with just like a little bit of sauce on the end, you know what I'm saying? So I'm based out of San Diego, and I play around a duo with my husband, who will join me later, Matt on rhythm guitar. And then we also have a full band called The Jade Theory, and we run around San Diego playing original music. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so 90s rock. San Diego, like, give me five records that shaped who you are as a songwriter. Uh, Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be maybe more of a niche community, <laughs> but uh, anyone who knows the Envy Core, that's uh, no, nobody uh, here. Oh, that's totally fine. It's my it's my personal mission to get them to come back together as a band because they're amazing, and I can't just pick one particular record from them. Uh, I think. I mean, Dwell was huge for me. Uh, I still listen to it all the time. Uh, so, yay, go ahead and look it up. I want to research their fandom. Mm -hmm. uh, five records, let's see. Well, 
I would say, I don't know what the name of the record was, uh, but my parents were huge James Taylor fans. And it was one of his... Smart parents. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was one of his uh, newer records. It was the one that had hangnail on it, actually. <laughs> I know that's su super... Uh, Weird, but yeah, it was this newer record, and I just remember listening to it uh, as a kid all the time on repeat because it was like one of the few CDs that my parents first owned. Uh, so I think that's where a lot of that little bit of Americana kind of weaves in yeah. there. Uh, I actually grew up, my dad was a musician, full-time musician nice. when I was first uh, born, and so I grew up going to, getting snuck in a little bit, uh, to the Village Inn on Balboa Island, and I, I listened nice. to a lot of Neil Diamond and nice. Jimmy Buffett, and I was singing Bob Seger when I first uh, actually started gigging with my dad in a classic rock cover band. Cool. Yeah, so. So you were doing the background vocals to Night Moves. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right okay, you got one more record. One more record, uh, thanks for keeping track. <laughs> oh man, um, okay. I'm gonna lose some people here, but I can't. I can't help it. I was, I, I was raised in the '90s, so uh, the Spice Girls, obviously. I, <laughs> I will. I will proudly tell you that they are one of my um, musical guilty pleasures. Yeah, like, honestly, I, I love opera. You will hear me listening to Pavarotti, and and I love jazz. Like I could, you could throw me in a casket listening to Miles Davis. Yep. I am not ashamed to say that, oh. like a really great pop song and I think what the Spice Girls put out. Oh, so fabulous. I actually just recently rediscovered uh, the the Dirty album, uh, Christina Aguilera. It's 20 songs. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you talking about music theory, the harmonic minors in there are just, I mean, they're haunting. They're so beautiful. But all of that music kind of seeps into your soul and just gets put in this lovely blender. Uh, Fiona Apple, of course, is mm -hmm. in there somewhere. And then it comes out uniquely you. And, well, I uh, was surprised to hear you, hear you not mention like Tori Amos because I get oh, that from you. Like yeah. when I listen to your stuff too, I'm That's, like, I've gotten that before. Yeah. yeah, I've I've gotten mostly the the funniest thing people have described is uh, I was at a very small little you know duo gig at a winery kind of a thing, and someone said, "You know who you remind me of?" And I was like, "No, who? Please tell me." And they said, you sound like Alanis Morissette and Brandy Carlisle got put in a blender and then made into a smoothie. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, that's amazing. Well, those are but yeah, I've gotten Tori Amos, too. Those are good compliments. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I am beyond honor. That's not something I would just tout on myself. But I'm like, yeah, I will use that. Thank you so much. I, I also want to bring up a very important point to anybody who is over the age of, no, to anybody who is under the age of 40. Like... When you say James Taylor to my mm -hmm. generation, right? And these young punks, they bring up JT, and, and, and we all go, yeah, James Taylor. Oh, right? oh my gosh, And you gosh, guys yes. know where I'm going. I stopped. they're like, no, 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 Justin Timberlake. And we're uh -huh. like, no, 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 no. James Taylor. Like, you don't have, I'm sorry, with all due respect to Mr. <laughs> Curly-haired NSYNC Backstreet whatever. Back like, you don't have... A Justin Timberlake without a James Taylor. Yes, this I, is I true. do believe you can draw a musical line there, but we don't have that much time to really go through. We my only have tours. seven hours, guys. Oh. So tell me real quick about um, value for value, like what it means to you as an artist to have that direct relationship 
with people listening to your music? Uh, it's first off valuable to me. Um, I've talked a lot about how, and we have a lot today, talked about how you can upload to traditional streaming platforms, all of this, and you get lost in the noise. Uh, certainly, there are platforms out there that you can still be a part of and then also make this an additional um, aspect to your business plan, certainly. But for me, just having that direct relationship, I mean, even just, just the smallest thing was getting to read comments on songs that I uploaded first, and it was true engagement, so the true fanship, right? So I have a, an example of... This is hilarious to me. I think it's funny. So as an artist, uh, when you get on Spotify, if you're not familiar, you know, there's playlists and there's the editorial playlists. And then there's things like Submit Hub that are people's personal playlists, but they become curators. And you're essentially just feeding money into it, trying to ask people to please listen to your song. If they like it, they'll throw it on a playlist. Well, I've gotten on a couple of uh, sleep playlists, which is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I will literally see, and they call them vanity statistics for a reason on Spotify and Apple Music, and you know those are the big names, those are the ones we're mentioning, but there's, there's others, right? And we all, we all know what those traditional models are. And as soon as you're not having people fall asleep to your music, <laughs> Uh, you start to lose these you know, monthly listener stats uh, about maybe 100 a day, depends you know, where it was on the, on the uh, actual playlist pecking order. Uh, but to me, what that says then, they really are vanity statistics. They're not developing that true audience engagement. You might get some, certainly, but value for value is, is developing true fanship uh, where People are investing in you, they're investing their time. Uh, be besides Bitcoin and besides you know, lightning payments and all of this that, that has value monetarily, there's al they're also truly investing their time. They don't have to listen to your song because they didn't pay for the platform and they can't skip you anymore because they've used all their thumbs down or whatever. Uh, no, people are actually spending time with you, and that's the only, I mean, to me, that's, that is the true currency, right? We, you, we can never get that back. And so when people engage with you in that sense, and then on top of it, you add a platform like Noster, you have a, an, a direct avenue to say, hey, I, I mean, I can say all day on Instagram, I'm coming to this city, who wants to go? I mean, we, I think back in the day, a lot of us have been a part of Facebook events, where you go, my birthday's next week, and you've got 200 people coming, you know, and you show up, and it's your five friends that live in your vicinity, right? They live, they're your dorm mates. Uh, and with Noster and Wave Lake, the connections, I've actually gotten to meet some people here that I've literally talked to online I would have never met otherwise. And so to have that platform online has just been encouraging for me uh, the value for me it brings to me as an artist is motivation. I mean, I'm putting the blood, sweat, and tears in. Ainsley knows that for sure. You know that as helping her as best you can, also just watching her go through it, I'm sure. Uh, you care about what you do, and you then get extra motivation to make better content. You're like, wow, I learned a lot from this last production. I want to make it better this time. This is what people are engaging with. You kind of also have a... Um, more direct uh, vision of where you should put your time, 
where is it valuable to you to spend your limited resources as an independent artist, um, but also the fact, and I, I said this when I was talking with Sam and Michael, uh, well, you know, monetization's not everything, but if you can put a quantitative value on the quality that you put out, that really helps to onboard other people, and you're only, as a consumer, if you're just a user of things like Wavelake, you are actually getting even better content because I can go out and I say, hey guys, you know, I made 43 cents last year on Spotify and in two weeks I made 100 bucks on Wavelake and Fiat and you don't have to mention the, you, know, you don't have to orange or purple pill them at all. You just say, hey, here's an avenue. Have you ever uploaded to SoundCloud? Great, it's the same amount of effort. Just go yeah. try it. Yeah. All right, last question before you and your husband burn this place down. All right. Um, if you were to run across a musician who was kind of on the fence about doing this, what would you tell them? If they were on the fence about doing this, I'll give you a real life example. I have uh, someone who I am releasing a song next month uh, in March. It's called Singin' Woman, and I have two women that are going to be uh, doing a feature with me and singing harmonies on there. And I've mentioned to one of, uh, one of the women is actually on there, her name's Jessie Lark, and she's, so I've onboarded her and she's going to upload more. Uh, the other gal, her name's Elizabeth Bowersox, and she has been like, oh yeah, you've talked about that, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So now I will actually have a song to lead her to and say, look and look how we're doing. And this will be a, a real life example for her. Sometimes leading by example is even better. Um, but if I wasn't just collaborating with them, which usually is, I think, some of the best ways to get other people on board, if they're really on the fence about it, truly the question is, what do you have to lose? If it's nothing, then why not try it? I, I'll do it for you. I don't well, care. And it seems like a weird <laughs> thing to say, but, but in many respects, I mean, you're already giving away your art for free. A hundred percent. You know, you have spent, how many years have you been a musician? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So 10 years at X amount of hours for f of, of development and professional development. Yeah. And you give it away to, to Spotify for free. Yep. Right. And, and the truth is, is you're not even just giving it away to Spotify for free. You're also already in the red. You are paying yeah. for a third party distributor. Yep. You don't have control. If you want true creative control, which is the whole point of being an independent artist, this is this is a, an avenue to continue to have control over that, which is amazing. Yeah. You're paying somebody, as, as Joe Martin said in an interview that I did with him. I can't remember how he phrased it, but it's like you're paying them to take away your to not pay you, you know. Exactly. Which sorry, is sorry, Joe, I screwed up your brilliant quote. <laughs> but but yeah. no, that is, and that is the, uh, probably the best pitch is how much do you pay to have essentially your blue check mark on Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer or what have you uh, to say that you're verified and you're legitimate, you're, you have a right to be here, those kinds of things. Uh, what if you didn't have to pay any of that? Also, uh, I think this is little talked about for artists, uh, but I have found it personally really beneficial for being on Wavelake. When you get that master in hand, there's this whole 
slew of things. So you go to your third-party distributor and you're like, okay, I would like to upload my finished product. I'm so excited about it. And they say, great, you have to give us four weeks. And if you don't give us four weeks, you get a lovely little message bubble that says, you should have given us four weeks and we can't guarantee anything. When you are on Wavelake, you have your finished product, you go to, you have your album artwork, you have your, your music, and you go, upload into the ether. Oh my gosh, there it is. It's so beautiful. It's visible, new release right there on the front page. I mean, and then you have people like you and Adam Curry and... Cody Christopher and uh, so and um, and it's a mood and all of these other places that can have access to that and then help you with your your uh, fan followers and also that just end up loving your music and you didn't force it down anybody's throats or anything they just chose you and you feel so validated and uh, that's it's a really amazing thing to be part of it's like you're living the dream now you don't have to wait for it to yeah you know, uh, explode on TikTok or what have you. Those are great avenues for some people. They have not currently worked for me, so this is just another tool. And this tool is really working for me and uh, and inspiring me. Good. Yeah. Yeah, in a world, you know, you can buy subscribers. Yeah. You can buy likes. You can buy streams. Mm-hmm. You can buy anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is invaluable when somebody listens to wait destiny which i hope you're going to play but for somebody to listen to wait destiny and go ooh that speaks to me i'm going to hang on let me yeah and send you 10 bucks yeah right. or 5 bucks or even 10 cents yeah because 10 cents is a hell of a lot more than you'd make on spotify so i make less than a cent yeah. for a stream you know so yeah. it's one All of right. those things i Thank will you shut so up much. let's get your handsome fellow of a husband up here to play that beautiful paul reed here. smith and um shout out again to everybody here in phoenix for making this beautiful event happen and um i'm out my name's jim see ya jim. sarah jade everybody Thank you, guys.